I really want to express my Akar Satayv to everybody who reaches out, calls in, expresses interest in the stories, gives me ideas for the stories, requests that I put up multiple times a week stories. I, I really, it's, it's really humbling that people really enjoy the stories as much as they do. And I thank you very, 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 very much. This story that I'm putting out now, Baruch Hashem, is a story relating to Bamidbar, but not limited. And Amit Hashem, I hope that I will have time to be able to put out another story before Shavuos relating to Shavuos preparations. Have an awesome, awesome day. And Amit Hashem, I hope to see you. All the boys were sitting down at their desks, and they were smiling. Today was a really special day. You see that the Rebbe had promised that anyone who was able to bring in something that connects to the parish of Parshas Bamidbar would merit, would get a prize. And the boys were super excited to get a prize. They didn't know what the prize was. Maybe had they known, they wouldn't have been so excited. But everyone was excited. What could they bring in that has to do with Parshas Bamidbar? Well, the Rebbe walked in and said, Good morning, Bukhrimelo. Ah, Gishmak, we're going to have a prize today, right? Because we're going to have... Oh, very good. Raise your hand if you brought something in. Oh, my goodness. Everyone brought something in. All right. Well, let's see if we can go around the room. Before learning, we'll do a few people. After we do a little Gemara, we'll do a few more people. We'll take turns, okay? Let's see. Who should we go first? Ah, let's see. What do you think? Beryl, tell me what you brought in. Well, Rebbe, oh, before you go, Beryl, I want to say, I'm not giving the prize out until the end. All right? Okay, Rebbe. All right, Beryl, go ahead. Rebbe, I brought in a calculator. A calculator? What does it have to do with a desert? No, no, it doesn't have to do with desert. But, Rebbe, Parshish Bamidbar is a calculator because in Bamidbar, the Jewish people are counted. So, you count with a calculator because it helps you keep track of all the different numbers because the Jewish people are added up and they got, they're added up to be like 600,000 people and that's a lot of numbers. So excellent. Good idea. Beryl, that's a great idea. Good idea. Calculator. And the Rebbe turns around, wrote on the board Beryl's name and he wrote also the word calculator because of counting. Excellent. All right. How about, how about Yikusil? What did you bring in? Rebbe? Yes, Yikusil. Uh, I brought in um, uh, uh, a ripped dollar. A ripped dollar? Uh, it's, a, it's a ripped dollar. Why did you bring a ripped dollar? What does that have to do with Parshat Bamidbar? Is Rebbe upset? No, no, I'm asking, I'm asking. What does that have to do with Bamidbar? Well, my, my, my father told me I should bring it in. He did? Uh, he told me to bring in a half a dollar. Um, why? Because the Jewish people were counted and everyone gave like a half, half, you mean a half shekel? And my father said that now in America we use dollars, so he told me to bring in a half a dollar. <laughs> I don't know if you meant to bring a ripped dollar, but okay, you can see, oh, that's a good point. Okay, great, you can see, oh, you can see, oh, half dollar to because Benazir all been counted. Excellent, excellent. Anybody else have anything else they brought in? Anything else that they brought in? Yes, yes, what do you say, Nasan? Or Rabbi, I, I brought in, yes, what did you bring in? I brought in this picture. A picture? Yeah, it's, my brother's Pidin Haben. My brother's of Bechar. And in this week's parsha, the, the Levium, uh, and the Bechorim traded, and any Levium, if they're not enough, and, and then someone gave five, the, five shkalim. Oh, right. Very good, very good. Nussin brought in a picture of Pidin Haben. Excellent, the Bechar. Wonderful. That's a great time. I'm so, I am so proud. Who, who's next?
Sammy, what did you bring in? Could I, could I go get it? Sure, sure, sure. Okay, I'll be back in one second. Sammy walked out the door, and he walked somewhere. The Rebbe waited, and the Rebbe said, you know what, while Sammy's getting it, let's call on somebody else. Um, who else should we call on? Sruli. Sruli, what did you bring in for this week's wonderful Parsha? Rebbe, I, I brought in my blanket. Your blanket? Is my class so boring you're going to go to sleep during my class with your blanket? It's one thing if you fall asleep, but to bring a blanket in advance? Did you bring a pillow too? No, Rebbe, Rebbe, not for that. I'm kidding. Well, what, what's it going to do with the parasha? Because Rebbe, in this week's parasha, we learned about the, the VM, the cuss people, and they had to cover, they had to cover the, 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 the various kalim of the, of the, of the Mishkan before they, very good, oh, excellent, nothing, nothing, and wrote down the board. Beautiful. Oh, Sammy's coming back. I hear him. And they hear Sammy coming back. But they hear a very funny sound. As Sammy is coming back, they hear the sound of dragging. And then they hear the sound of, ouch! Sammy's saying, ouch. And then they hear the sound of the janitor. What do you think you're doing here? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing with this in the school? It's for school. It's for a project. It's for my, it's for my teacher. It's for my Rebbe. Your Rebbe? No, it's okay. I'll get it out soon. Kids these days. And Sammy comes in, and the first thing they see is not Sammy. The first thing they see is green leaves that are attached to a branch. And as the branch comes more and more into the room, they see that the branch is attached to the trunk of a tree. And as it's coming more into the room, they see the tree bottom with its roots all half in and half out. And Sammy stands it up. And the Rebbe said, Sammy, what is that? Rebbe, this? Yeah, what is that? This is my family tree. You're what? It's a tree that my family planted just a few days ago. And I'm going to take it home and put it back in. But I brought it in because that's with the parsha. What? Well, because I, I, I heard somewhere that everyone, when they showed up to Moshe and to Aaron to be counted, okay, and Moshe and Aaron counted them individually, right? Yeah. They had to come with their family tree. Because I guess some people, you know, they came with date trees. Some people came with palm trees, whatever their family tree was. Well, this tree is a plum tree. It's my family's tree. And we have plum tree a plum tree in my house, in my backyard, and it's my family tree. So I brought my family. The Rebbe put his hand to his forehead, pushed it through his hair, and he smiled at Sammy with one of those smiles that means, I oh, never. And he said, Sammy, that's a great idea, he said as he mustered his energy. A family tree. But Sammy, can I tell you a secret? Sure. Should I come up to Rebbe and Rebbe will whisper it in my ear? No. It's not that kind of secret. It's a secret that everybody could hear. Oh, really? What kind of secret is that? A secret that I don't care if it's secret. Can I tell you something? Sure, Rebbe. When Moshe and I wanted to see your family tree, it meant they wanted to see the book that has in it the names of your family, your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, your brothers, your sisters, to see exactly which shavit you come from so they can count every shavit properly. It wasn't a physical tree that they brought. It's a semi with a frown forming on his face, with tears starting to swell up, with tears starting to well up in his eyes. 
does that mean that I don't get a treat? The Rebbe says, no, no, of course you get a treat. Of course, of course, of course. It's still, it's just like the half dollar that Yikusil brought. <laughs> it's like that kind of thing. And the Rebbe turned around and he wrote on the board, Sammy, and he wrote family tree and the big smiley face on the right. And then he wrote next to it because of the Sefer Yuchsin that the Bnei had to bring. And they went through all the boys. At the end of the day, the Rebbe said, all right, Rabbi Sai." In honor of everyone who brought it in, which was everybody in the class, Baruch Hashem brought something in, I'm so amazed, I am going to let you have a great prize. And he took out from under his desk a big bowl that was full to the top of Mike and Ike's. This is about 70 boxes of Mike and Ike's opened into this bowl. Everyone could have a handful of Mike and Ike's. Rebbe? Yes, Avramel. It's not fair because um, Yikusil's hands are way bigger than my hands. And so his handful is going to be like a whole box of Mike and Ike's. My hand's going to... All right, fine. Everyone could have 20 Mike and Ike's. A serving size of 16. So everyone could have 20. That's a big chashivas, right? Everyone have 20 Mike and Ike's. Everyone... Yes, Sammy? Could, could I take a handful of Mike and Ike's? Sure, you could take a handful. And Sammy took a handful of Mike and Ike's, and every boy took a handful. There were still tons left. And the Rebbe took the bowl and put it under his desk for a different day. And we'll continue the story, maybe, if we have time. After Lamudei Kodesh was done, the class went on to have Lamudei Chol, to have secular studies. And it just so happened to be that on this particular day, for secular studies, the whole class had been moved to the science lab as they were having a two-hour special science experiment experience. And therefore, the boys were not located in their regular classroom. The Rebbe took advantage of this moment because normally, when the Rebbe wanted to prepare things for class, he had to prepare them at home. Or he had to prepare them in school, but he had to prepare them late at night or early in the morning because the classroom was in use, either for his class or for the secular class with Mrs. McGillicuddy. But on this particular day, where Mrs. McGillicuddy wasn't even there, because was a special science presentation in the science lab, the Rebbe was able to stay in the classroom and do the preparation, and change his bulletin boards, and maybe clean up his desk a little bit. <laughs> Some Rebbeim have messy desks. I won't say which ones. <clears throat> anyway, so the Rebbe was in the classroom doing his work. And after writing up a few different things, he realized that he had to go tell Rabbi Feingold a little bit of information about a situation that had come his way. And so leaving his Gemara on the desk and his folder on the desk and his roll book on the desk, the Rebbe walked out and he went to Rebbe Feingold. Meanwhile, Sammy had been sitting in the science lab and he really was getting bored. Not that Sammy didn't like science, but the particular person giving the presentation, he, he wasn't... So interesting. And Sammy decided that if he took a little bit of a break, he would be able to sit quietly and listen the rest of class. And so Sammy raised his hand. And the presenter said, Yes, sir? Um, could, I, could I go out for a few minutes? 
And the presenter, who was not a regular teacher in the school, said, Is that allowed in your school? Is what allowed? Are you allowed to leave the classroom? Well, obviously, we don't spend all night here. We don't sleep here at night. I didn't mean that, son, young man. Don't be, don't be sassy with me. Don't be sassy? What does that mean? It means don't be disrespectful. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, Sammy said. Abrembo spoke up. Yes, he always talks this way. He, he, he's, he doesn't even realize he's being disrespectful. Young man, don't call out. Abramo shrugged his shoulders. Sammy asked again, Could I please go out? Okay, if they allow it in your school, then you can go out. And Sammy stood up and walked out of the room. And Sammy started wandering the halls, up and down the halls, up and down the steps. You know, sometimes kids need to wander just to get a little energy out so that they can sit still. Normally, Sammy, he was able to sit still, pretty still, most of class. But like I said, this particular class was particularly boring, at least to Sammy. And as he was walking the halls, he passed by his classroom, and he noticed the door to his classroom was open, and the light was on, and the Rebbe's stuff was on the desk. Wow, he could get in. Sammy walked into the room and did not see his Rebbe, but he did see on the floor next to his Rebbe's desk the big bowl full of Mike and Ikes. Givaldic, he said to himself, and he reached down, and he took a handful, and he put it into his pocket. And now, fortified with a good amount of sugar, he made his way back to the science lab. Now for sure he was going to pay attention. As he sat and listened to the teacher teach, every few seconds he popped a Mike and Ike into his mouth. Other boys were looking at him, because really you're not allowed to eat in the science lab. It's one of the rules. But Sammy forgot about that rule. Sammy's allowed to forget sometimes. Nobody told on Sammy, but everyone was wondering because Sammy looked like he was eating way more than 20 Mike and eggs, way more than a handful of Mike and eggs. Finally, the science lesson ended and it was time for gym. The boys went downstairs and went outside and got ready to play a game. What game are we playing, coach? Today, we're playing a game of soccer. Awesome, coach, all the boys said. Awesome, yeah, that's fun. Soccer, who would like soccer? Yo. Of course, Yigusil asked. But coach, uh, which kind of soccer? Which kind of soccer? Um, the one where you throw the ball or the one where you kick the ball? The one, what kind of soccer do you throw the ball in? Um, I don't know, one's a, like a funny-shaped ball, and then the other one's a white and black ball. You can see, I, I don't know what you're talking about, the gym teacher said. Just then, Effie came to his rescue. You can see, you mean football. Football could mean soccer or football. And soccer could only mean soccer, okay? Whatever you say, which one are we playing? <laughs> We're playing soccer, not football. Oh, okay, fine. Finally, the game got underway. There was kicking back and forth. This team to that team, that team to this team. This goal was made, that goal was made. Sammy was racing really quickly to try to kick a goal. And Avremel was running right behind them. And Sammy was trying to outrun Avremel. Avremel was trying to outrun Sammy. They're running against each other. And Sammy's heading toward the goal. And Sammy took a long slide, kicked the ball with his foot. And he tried to slide and kick at the same time. He did. But the same second that he slid... The same second that he kicked, 
he got incredible amounts of mud up the edge of his pant leg. You see, the field was very muddy, and when he slid, his leg dug into the ground, packing his pants with mud. Sammy stood up. It was wet and icky. Coach, Sammy said, could I go clean up a little bit? Sure, sure. Go ahead, Sammy. And so Sammy went inside to clean up. After Sammy went to the bathroom and was able to remove a lot of the mud, wash down his ankles and the outside of his shoes, Sammy started to head back outside. And again, he walked past his classroom. And again, the Rebbe stuff was still on the desk. And the light was still on. And the big bowl of Mykonikes was still there. Sammy reached into the Mykonikes bowl. And he pulled out a bunch of Mykonikes. And he put them in his pocket. And then he reached into the bowl to take a few more to eat on the way. And that's when he heard the noise behind him. <clears throat> Sammy! His Rebbe's voice all of a sudden, made Sammy jump. If Sammy was able to measure his jump, I bet you he would tell you he jumped at least 20 feet in the air, which is kind of incredible because the ceiling was only 10 feet high. Rebbe, Sammy said. I didn't know that Rebbe was here. Sammy, what are you doing taking Mikey Nikes? Rebbe, is it possible that Rebbe gave me permission I gave him permission? Yes. Re Rebbe said I could take mechanics. I did? Mm -hmm. When When did I give you permission? Um, earlier during class. During class? That's right. Remember, Rebbe, we were doing the Bamidbar thing, and I brought on my family tree, and Rebbe said that there was a prize, and then after Rebbe brought out this big bowl, and Rebbe said that anyone could take a handful or, or, or 20 mechanics, and I asked Rebbe if I could have mechanics, and Rebbe said yes. Yes. I remember that. So Rebbe said I could have Mike and Ike's. Sammy, I didn't mean you could have Mike and Ike's for my bowl forever. I meant you could have Mike and Ike's in my bowl at that time. Rebbe? Yes, Sammy? Is it possible that maybe perhaps Rebbe once taught us that the Torah says that a Rebbe is not supposed to get angry at his Talmudim? Sammy, I don't understand. The afternoon, is that what happens? In the afternoon, you become chutzpahdik? Rebbe, is it possible that Rebbe taught us that a person is not supposed to get angry? Sammy, will you stop correcting me? Will you stop repeating yourself? I don't understand your behavior. Rebbe, is it possible that Rebbe taught us that kolakois ki'ilu oivet avidizara and you're not supposed to get angry? That's it. Sammy, right now we're going to the Menal. We're going to Rebbe Feingold. I don't understand what's gotten into you. Rebbe, is it possible, maybe, perhaps, that Rebbe once taught us that it's not Derek Eretz to lift a person's voice to somebody else and get angry? The Rebbe did not say another word. He started to walk out of the room and he said, Sammy, follow me. They came to Rebbe Feingold's office. Rabbi Feingold was just about to step out. He had to run an errand. Rabbi Feingold, the Rabbi said, yes. Wait, hey, what's the matter? Why are you so upset? I, I, I don't know. What's, I, 
I'm not normally here in the afternoon so much, but I'm not sure what's wrong with Sammy. Oh, is he sick? No, he's being very chutzpahdik, and I caught him stealing. Stealing? Rabbi, is it possible that I explained that I wasn't really stealing, that I was merely listening to my Rebbe? I'm your Rebbe! I know, and Rebbe said, I did not say anything. Is it possible, Rebbe, that Rebbe is not telling the truth? What in the world? You know what, Rebbe? Let me talk to Sammy for a few minutes, and 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 maybe maybe the Rebbe wants to go and take a take, go back to his room and work. I don't want to take up too much of the Rebbe's time, and and I'll try to deal with Sammy's chutzpah. The Rebbe was really, 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 really glad to get rid of the situation because he was getting really worked up, and he walked down the hall back to the classroom. The Manal sat Sammy down in his office and said, "Sammy, why were you stealing Mike and eggs?" Well. Really, I wasn't stealing, because really, my Rebbe did say that I could have them. Your Rebbe said you can have Mykonex? That's right. I asked the Rebbe specifically, could I have Mykonex? And my Rebbe said, yes. So then how could your Rebbe come to me and say that you stole them? I don't know. I don't know. Let me call the Rebbe on the cell phone. I'll put it on speaker so you can hear. Rebbe? Uh, yes. Uh, I decided I'll just call you on the cell phone. You'll be on speaker. You don't have to come back to the real office. I'm just wondering. Sammy said something strange. He said that you gave permission for him to have bike and eggs, and, and yet you're calling him. St- Rabbi Feingold, earlier today, I gave out a prize to the kids in my class, and I gave them bike and eggs. And then Sammy asked me during that time, could I have bike and eggs? And I said, yes. Sammy seems to think that from that he has permission to take bike and eggs from me for the rest of his life. I'll explain that to Sammy. Thank you very much. Sammy, your Rebbe only meant you could take Mike and eggs during that time. Not that you can take it forever. Oh. Rebbe Fangle, that means that like the Rebbe's words have expiration dates. They expire after a certain time. Actually, yeah, kind of. When you get permission for something, it usually expires after the unit of time that you're there. So let's say your Rebbe gave you permission to, to uh, take Mike and eggs. It expired at the end of class. Oh, and and what else happened over there? You already said something about about um, being chutzpahdik. Well, I, I was just following the halacha. What halacha? The halacha that I learned in the Gemara. What halacha did you learn? I, 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 my Rebbe even taught it to us. And what was that? My Rebbe said that a person is is chayiv to give to chacha. It says in the Torah, Give to chacha, rebuke your friend when they do an avera. And, and we learned in the Gemara in Elimitius that hocheach afilu kuf pa'amim. You're supposed to give rebuke even a hundred times. If somebody, if my Rebbe's example was, let, let's say you saw a person eating not kosher and, and they, they were Torah Jews and, and they were eating something not kosher. You're supposed to go over to them and say, you know, that's not kosher. You're not eating not kosher. And if you see them eating more not kosher a different time, go over to them again and say, you know, it's not kosher. Up to, even a hundred times, you have to stop them from doing an affair. You have to tell them doing something wrong and give them rebuke. And we learn from tochiach, the Gemara says, that a uh, a student, a Talmud, is supposed to give Musa to his Rebbe. And, and my Rebbe kept getting mad at me, so I kept giving him Musa that he's not supposed to be mad at me. You were giving your Rebbe Musa? Yeah, I was just telling, I, I wasn't like Musa-ing, blah, blah, blah. I, I wasn't doing that. I hope not. No, I was just saying, isn't it true that every time you're not supposed to get mad, or you're not supposed to get angry, or you're not supposed to talk this, not to raise your voice, and, and stuff like that? And, and, and just he kept doing it, so I had to keep repeating myself. And, and I, had to, I had to repeat myself over and over because... Sammy, don't you realize 
that that's going to make somebody frustrated. But that's the halacha. It's, it's, it's brought down in Shulchan Aruch. Actually, Sammy, it's not. What? It doesn't say in Shulchan Aruch that a Talmud is supposed to rebuke his rabbi. It doesn't? I don't think so. If you find it, you can tell me. Really? What about the Gemara? You want to have a whole shakla vitario about the Gemara and understand the Gemara and understand why it's left out and look at the Rambam and the Kesav Mishnah and the Lecha Mishnah and all the other Mepharshim and the Sharetzian and everyone else. Whoever you... We can talk about it. There's a beautiful Shara Fryim on it, by the way. But for right now, that's not, that's not what we want to talk about. We want to talk about how to do things. And the Gemara says, you're not allowed to help a person overcome their anger when they're angry. When you tell your Rebbe, when he's angry at you, Rebbe's not allowed to be angry, that's not going to make him calm down. That's not going to make him patient with you. Oh, I I didn't realize. I'm really sorry. I I was just trying to do the right thing. That's fine, Sammy. I I don't mind. Maybe you should go down the hall and apologize to your Rebbe. By the way, why aren't you in gym? Oh, because I kind of got stuck in the mud. You got stuck in the mud? What were you playing, jackpot? No, no, I was playing soccer. When I was a kid, we didn't play soccer with stuck in the mud. And I don't know, maybe if your soccer field was muddy, maybe if your soccer field was muddy, you would have played that way. Oh, I get it. All right, go down to your Rebbe. Sammy ran down the hall, even though the Rebbe Feingold didn't want him to run. And he squ- Sammy ran down the hall, even though the Rebbe Feingold didn't want him to run. He came to a screeching call by the door of his classroom. And he knocked on the door as Rebbe looked up. And Sammy walked in and said, Rebbe, I'm very sorry. I was really trying to do what was right. And, and I didn't realize all these different things that Rebbe was, was, was all these things that, were, that I did wrong. I didn't realize. And, and I was just following the halacha. I didn't realize the halacha wasn't like the Gemara we learned in El Messias about rebuking your Rebbe. And, oh, that's Peshat, Sammy. Yeah, and, and um, I really did think Rebbe meant I could take my connects forever and ever. But, all right, Sammy. You know, I, I have to apologize to you also. Rebbe's apologizing to me? Yeah. I'll tell you the truth. Right before I came in the classroom and saw you taking the mechanics, I had just gotten off the phone with my mechanic. My mechanic told me that my car needs $2,622 worth of repairs. And I was really upset. And I was trying to calm down. And then I walked in and see that you were taking mechanics. And that really made me upset more. And I, 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 I didn't display proper me this either. So I, I, I apologize to you. Rebbe doesn't have to apologize to me. I'm just a little kid. No, even a Rebbe, even a Rebbe, when he makes a mistake, it's right to apologize even to a little kid. So I apologize. Wow, Rebbe. I, 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 thank you. You're welcome. Do you forgive me? Now, Rebbe, I thought I can't do because I'm not bar mitzvah. All right, so make sure you invite me to your bar mitzvah. Okay, Rebbe. All right, you know what? Sammy. I, I want to show you that I really am sincere. So, here, give me your hands. And the Rebbe reached into that big bowl of mic and eggs and scooped up a double handful and put the double handful in Sammy's hands that were together and then put some in Sammy's right pocket and put some in Sammy's left pocket. And Sammy walked out. He sounded like a mic and Ike box as he walked down the hallway. By that time, all the kids had come in from gym and they were heading back to the classroom. Rebbe cleared out of the room. Mrs. McGillicuddy came in and began to do a lesson on reading. Sammy sat in his seat, and for the duration of class, 
for all hour and a half of class. He ate Mike and Ike after Mike and Ike. Nobody could figure out how Sammy had so many Mike and Ikes. Finally, when class was over, class was dismissed, every single boy came to Sammy's desk. And every single boy was about to ask the question that Beryl asked his friend Sammy. Sammy, how did you get so many Mike and Ikes? And Sammy looked at Beryl and the other boys in the class, including Avramo, and he smiled. And he said, well, first I was a Ganeth, and then I was Chutzpedik. And that's why I have so many Mike and Ikes. I got to tell you, when the Rebbe came to school the next day, he couldn't believe what he saw. He saw every boy sitting in his desk with handfuls of Mike and Ikes from that bowl that he had left by his desk. And when he asked the boys, who gave you permission to eat these Mike and Ikes? They all said, no one. We're stealing them. And when the Rebbe said, it's us to steal, give them back. All the boys said, we don't care. No, we're not giving it back. And that's why the entire class besides Sammy had to stay after school for detention.